Hello and welcome to Two Sides to Every Story. I'm Lauren and I'm Neurotypical. And I'm Austin and I'm not Neurotypical. We're here this week to talk to each other about quirks or habits that need some further explanation. Everyone has oddities about them, some a little more odd than others. Hopefully you'll listen and you'll find one of our views relatable and it'll help you feel a little less alone in the world. As always, we're not professionals, nor are we seeking to give advice. This is just our lived experience as we see it. So with that, let's get into it. Good evening, Austin. As always, how was your week this week? Um, my week has been pretty good. Actually, I'd say everything's gone. I've like had a great week in most respects. I've been extra tired this week but i think that's just because i have had to have been waking up a lot earlier this week other than that though like it's been a really good week yeah how was your week my week was good um we did something like kind of out of the ordinary we went to a basketball game this week like a profesh one i got tickets from work so we went and that was something that we did (laughs) that was unusual that's for sure um, I thought it was fun, but points aren't really my jam, so. Anyway, I forget who's supposed to start, but I just want to say that when we were recording this, it's the beginning of Autism Awareness Month, so I think maybe this month we will have, like, a couple episodes directed a bit more towards autism, maybe? That would be fun? I don't really know. I think it's fitting that we do something for it, but that can be up to you. Yeah, we can do something. I don't know what, but we can do something. We'll have to think about it. We can throw a little party. (laughs) Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I think it was my turn to go first, but I'm also like, I mean, I have questions, but they're all kind of sporadic and small. So I think you should go first. (laughs) Okay, I'd be happy to go first. I actually have like something that's like, not really like a question of something that you do per se but it still ties into like autism awareness month and everything like and that is i was wondering like personally what you view as your biggest strength like due to having asd you can be very self-critical of yourself and as we've talked about like you've gone on this journey of like self-acceptance um, being diagnosed as an adult, yada, yada, yada. So I'm wondering, like, when it comes to, like, the strengths that ASD gives you, like, what do you view as your biggest strength and why? I don't really know what all strengths I get from it. I mean, there's one that comes instantly to mind. But would I say it's my best strength from a- having ASD? I don't know. Because I feel like I'd have to really, really think about it. Um, but the thing that did pop into mind, I do see as a strength. If, and if another one comes to my mind while I'm talking about this, then I'll say it too. And if you have any, um, things maybe you can say to remind me, but I don't know, you know, it's hard to distinguish. I've been diagnosed with a few things, so it's hard to distinguish to a certain degree, like necessarily where this comes from, but I think it's rooted more in my ASD diagnosis than anything and that is like my complete ability to 
focus for a really long time when I'm in the right environment. You gave a face, and we can talk about that. <laughs> but let me just explain what I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm a very distracted person. But, you know, in autism, there's this idea of, like, special interests. And I definitely get that. Um, I become very obsessive over things that I'm really interested in. And um, it's really all I can think about it's in certain moments of my life. There's certain things that I, there were, like, times in my life where I, it was really the only thing I could think about. And right now at work, I have, like, I feel like I have the right environment <laughs> to where, like, I can, like, sit in a room and I can work for like five hours on very mentally intensive tasks without needing a break. I should take breaks and I try to take more breaks because it's better for my body. <laughs> but I do have the ability to really focus in on something and just just do that task. So I, I do see that as a strength. It's also been a huge problem, though. It's one of the biggest problems because if I get stuck in a homework assignment or something or work I'm doing, like, I can't move on from it. It's very hard for me to transition between tasks because of this as well. But I see it as a strength. Another thing I think is that I've spent my entire life trying to understand how other people operate and think. So I think it's made me a rather um, understanding person. Maybe not. Understanding might not be the right word. I don't know. Compassionate, if you want to call it sensitive, maybe. I don't know. But I am very sensitive to other people's feelings, compassionate, to some degree understanding. <laughs> and I think, you know, I don't think that would have quite developed me in as much if I hadn't been diagnosed with these things because I've spent so much time in my life trying to figure out how other people feel and think. Yeah, I was not really <laughs> expecting you to say that but it's interesting that that's like how you perceive yourself i guess and that's what you think your biggest strength is because i was not going to say your ability to focus that's for sure <laughs> um, but like when you start to explain it yeah like you do get very into very specific things that's like a difference between us is like we both have hobbies but you're like you're obsessed you're like in like really into your hobbies like the, the the major ones sometimes you'll be like oh i have this new hobby and it'll be like fleeting for like less than 24 hours but the ones that you're like really into you're like committed to and that's you know admirable that you can be that devoted to to something or someone like in our relationship you have that same sort of like devotion towards me which is always really nice to <laughs> to know that like somebody is that committed to you um it's very reassuring so you know that i understand what you're saying i don't i just don't know if like focus is the right word but if that's how you want to describe it then you know go for it i just think like devotion passion is maybe like but you know do you i mean i mean i think that's fair there are times, though, where, like, I'm really not distracted at all. And it's naturally occurring. It's not necessarily on my medication that I take for ADHD. It's when I'm off it and I'm just, like, um, so into what I'm doing in that moment. But I'd say that, you know, the majority of the time I'm not focused. So the majority of the time it's not a strength because 
I'm a very distracted person overall. I'm just saying like I have the ability to really get into something and do it for a really long time. And, you know, maybe it's not so much focus. Maybe it is more devotion. Maybe it's motivation and passion for it. You know, my passion for it driving that motivation to keep doing it. Yeah, but I mean, you bring up a good point about like intersexuality, intersectionality, not sexuality. What? (laughs) Um, Intersectionality. And that is like, you have both ADHD and ASD, and those can be like, polar opposite ends of the spectrum so like i think your lack of focus comes from the adhd and your intense focus comes from the asd so when they're not working against each other and you either have one or the other the intense focus is attributed to asd so i'm not saying you're like obviously like i said that's really interesting that that's like how you view yourself and that's the biggest strength that you see in yourself and like you do have those moments i was just shocked that that was like your number one because like i said they i feel like they don't happen all too often to clarify i told you what i think my biggest strength is attributed to asd not just what i think my biggest strength is i think i thought you were gonna say like you said your empathy towards others or your strong sense of morality and ethics and justice i thought you were gonna go along that route because that's what i would say it's like i i mean you have such a large heart and love for other people people that you might maybe don't even know like you might not have ever met this person you're like read an article about them and you're like so you have so much love towards that person um, and I find that very admirable. Yeah. And I did, I mean, I did say it. And I think that is like the number one thing. I just, that wasn't the first thing that came to mind. So I wanted to say that too. But um, I usually like to use the word compassion, but I don't know. I honestly feel like your compassion and like love for others is almost sometimes you're like Achilles heel. Like it's like your biggest strength, but also like it's the one that I feel like bites you in the butt all too often as we talked about on the podcast like you give others the benefit of the doubt in like every single scenario um and like i love that you do that but sometimes it's like well i mean i it was the achilles heel thing i feel that about the same thing with my focus thing you know i can get stuck in that too (laughs) and that could be a huge problem like when i'm studying so i think like a lot of the things that come with asd or ADHD, OCD, whatever, like they can, the, the strengths, you know, are necessarily tied to the weakness and that's challenging, you know, cause you want to try to praise yourself to some degree. So, you, so you, at least in my case, so you feel better about yourself, but you know, but the other thing I was going to say was that is, you know, you say that's one of your favorite things about me is my compassion. And I find that interesting because you always remind me, you know, how much of an Achilles heel it can be <laughs> for me. And I know you, I'm, I know you like respect it, you know, and I, I know you feel like you should tell, or to me, it seems like you feel like you should tell me like, you know, that I, you know, let people, um, I give them the benefit of the doubt too much. But I just thought it was interesting. 
Well, I just remind you that because I watch people take advantage of your kindness, and I don't think that's fair to you, which is why I remind you that not everybody deserves all of the kindness that you give them. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't, like, admire that you're still, like, (laughs) willing to give it. Um, I just also don't like seeing you get hurt, and I feel like most of the time when you get hurt the most, it's because you've poured a bunch of kindness into somebody who wasn't necessarily reciprocating that. I mean, I just feel like people are so complicated that it's, like, hard not to give them the benefit of a doubt. (laughs) Even if people, like, hurt my feelings, like, I still, I'm still kind to them, and I don't want that to ever change. But I do realize that, like, I can change my behavior if someone isn't being kind, you know, which I think is something I struggle with. Like, if someone isn't being kind, I can be kind to them, but not want to be around them necessarily, you know, and it's taking that action that I feel like is something I can improve. That's what I'm saying. Like, you would give anybody your arm and a leg, like, whoever needed it no matter what the reason for the needing it was and i'm just saying like not everybody treats you with that same level of kindness and love so those people that don't reciprocate that like you just have to learn how to put boundaries you don't have to stop like being kind to them but you have to like keep in mind like your mental health and energy and stamina and like what you're putting into people and are you getting that same Um, Because if you're not getting it back, then you're just going to get burnt out and emotionally drained. And that's not healthy, which I've seen like time and time again, because you are so willing to just give everything to people to sacrifice your own happiness and well-being for other people's happiness and well-being. Like you put everybody first and you always put yourself second. And that's like not fair to you. So I just try to remind you to remember to put yourself first and other people second because in the priority of your own life, that's that's always how it should be. But that doesn't mean that I don't like love that you do that. I think that's wonderful and I think that's one of your best traits. Because like I said, like in our relationship, I'm like, well, I always know that you'll be like forever devoted to me on like a very intense level. Um... And that you will always pour that love and kindness into me, which, you know, I appreciate till the end of time. And I know that, like, in the future, you'll do the same for our children and you do the same for our pets and you do the same for our family. And, like, you know, that's I love that about you. It's one of my favorite qualities of you. This um, kind of kind of leads into what my question was. But I don't know. My question was... Well, first of all, a little background. Like, I haven't really... I wouldn't say I really started to develop f- friendships that I was really... I mean, I always ha- I had some friends <laughs> throughout my entire life, but I wouldn't say I really had friendships where I really had much in common with my friends. <laughs> um, uh, common interests or common traits or, you know, any commonalities. And... I started to develop some in college, and then I I feel like I'm gaining a lot more again now that I'm in graduate school. And I was going to ask, like, I don't know, when you think about your friends, like, 
Do you see any common traits between you and all your friends that make you good friends? How do you choose your friends and what's important to you? Um, well, I guess, I mean, I have an idea, but I want to, I want to know what you think. Do you see similarities between me and my friends? I will answer that. Um, but I, I also just want to just, I guess, expand for one second. Like, also, like, what are the qualifications to be your friend? Like, is there a vetting process? Are there people you won't be friends with? Um, and are there commonalities between you and your friends? Definitely some of them. Um, all of them? I feel like you have commonalities with each of them, but they might not, they might not all be the same, you know? Um, but yeah, I think you should probably share things we definitely share interests with each of them but i mean i think you even share traits with each of them but they're not all the same yeah i mean obviously they're not all the same we're not all the same person um but we do have shared interests and um even in the areas where we don't have shared interests like we're still happy to entertain everybody else's shared interests like don't get me wrong um i have i have like four different groups of friends that I've made like throughout my life right so I have like my childhood friends and then I have like my high school friends and then I have like my college friends and like my adult friends right so as I've gone through life I've had like different kind of ebbs and flows with them I suppose but like my high school friends my group of high school friends they watch like a lot of tv and we don't really watch tv so they will make like all these references and stuff to stuff that I do not understand. Um, <laughs> but I, I like love that they love it. And like some of them watch TV shows together. There's like, I think it's five of us. Yeah, five of us. It's a group of girlfriends. And, you know, two people will be really into a show, right? And then maybe like another three people will be like really into another show. And like, I love that for them. Like, I'm so happy to like... Uh, like, when we have birthdays or something, um, I get them, like, merchandise from the shows that they love. Like, I'm happy for them that they, like, have that thing that they love together. And then, you know, I have my things that I love with them all individually. And we have things as a group that we love. So, yeah. And then, you know, that just kind of, that mentality spreads across, like, all my group and friends. But, you know, it's interesting is, like, somebody mentioned the other day and I just made a new because I just started a new job like I said and I like am becoming I worked a lot with two co-workers in particular and one of them is your age and they are like LGBTQ and I just thought it was interesting because my other friend I was like telling them about my co-worker and my other friend was like do you have any straight friends like just wondering like, do you have any friends that are, like, straight individuals? Yes. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I kind of don't. <laughs> like, pretty much all my friends are LGBTQ. Um, I'm, like, the only straight person. You just named one person. And, like, think about it. Okay, okay. You're naming <laughs> my only male friends, which is, like, I don't have... I mean, you know, I'll be friends with anybody, but anybody that's like a nice accepting person but um i think they might be my only two male friends really they check the boxes for cis white males <laughs> they they do not act like it no um yeah uh our friend that you mentioned is 
very he um his gender expression is like very fluid and many people have assumptions about him that aren't true but it just goes to show that like you don't know what people got going on just because they express themselves in a certain way um anyway a little tangent for you um but yeah I was like oh my god and then I think I thought about my last job and I was like you know what's crazy is like pretty much the one coworker friend that I have from there is also LGBTQ and so I was like oh my god from my last job I'm I like was friends with the one queer coworker, and like my new job I'm friends with the one queer coworker. <laughs> And, like, my one friend that I'm still, like, really good friends with, my best friend from, like, childhood, queer. And then, like, my friends from high school, also, like, somewhere in the mix of LGBTQ. Most of them, not all of them, but my friends from college. I mean, my best friend from college was and roommate is trans. Like, I don't know. I was just, like, they all, like, flocked to me, and I'm just, like, the commonality. So that's what I look for in friends. I look <laughs> i'm just kidding but i did think it was interesting i was like well i'm glad i'm accepted as an ally yeah i didn't think that was gonna be the commonality i mean i guess i asked the question because like i feel like right now there's so many people that i interact with each day and some of them like i have more in common with than others but i like everybody but it you know like i mean i'm not gonna define what friendship is but like i'm I I feel like I'm faced with uh, not a problem, but just like, how do I want to spend my time there when I am socializing? You know, who do I want to be talking to and why? And I just think that thought goes through my head a lot. So I wanted to ask how you thought about it. It feels like, like, I know you and I know how into ranking things you are. (laughs) And it feels like you're trying to rank your friends right now. Which is not how you have friendships. That's my only suggestion. Um, because, like, well, I, I'll say this, too. Like you said, you friends growing up for you weren't, like, great friends, maybe. And I will say, like, I only know your college plus friends. I have never met a friend of yours from previous from college unless they were a family member. Which, honestly, I don't really count as friends. Um, so, I mean, that could be, like, some people do consider their family members friends. I just personally don't. It's, like, a forced friendship, which is still valid. And you could be friends with your family, but, like, um, in terms of, like, making a friend, that friendship's already made for you. So, yeah, I've never met anyone of your friends, like, pre-college, which I feel like says something. I think you can have family members that are friends like cousins and stuff or brothers or or siblings you know whatever but they are not you didn't make them they were made by birth (laughs) so uh, to to a certain degree you know you might not be close to all your family members and then develop a relationship with them that is making it but it is different than meeting a stranger and like becoming friends with them and i'm talking about the making part you know to a certain degree um but yeah uh, all my high school friendships, like, they, the ones that were strangers that I made friends, like, they all kind of, like, I mean, I I had, I mean, I had friends, and I'd say there were two of them, or I'd say two of them that I would still hang out with if I seen them, but they just, they don't live anywhere near us, you know, <laughs> and, 
and um yeah so that's kind of why but uh and uh, there's nothing wrong with that like friendships ebb and flow i've obviously had more friends than you've met pre us being in a relationship or college or whatever so like that's totally normal and like there are some friends that you'll probably never talk to again and that's fine like that's how friends are like you make friends in childhood then you grow up and you're not friends anymore um that's how it goes and i think in terms of you trying to like rake your friends i didn't say rank. i'm not saying that you said rank i'm saying that i said rank well, um no, and it, it does ebb and flow still like even on a micro level of like day to day like or month to month like if you have a friend group, you're going to be closer with certain individuals in that group than others, and that may change over time, which is fine and normal. And that's not saying that you prefer one over the other. Um, if you like to talk to somebody more, talk to that person more. If you like to do a certain activity with the other person more, do that activity with the other person. <coughs> and that's just kind of how I treat my friendships. Like. If I haven't hung out with my friends in a while or talked to them in a while, like, I miss them. And I want to do something, so I plan something with them. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, I don't know. I honestly don't overthink things like you do. I just do them. Like, if I want to hang out with my friends, I text my friends and I make a a plan. If I want to talk to my friends, I text them. I didn't say rank, but in some ways you're a little right. Because it's not, like, a ranking, like, oh, who's my best friend? Or, like something like that but it's it's deciding who to prioritize to speak to which in its own way is a rank to some degree i've been thinking a lot about it but i haven't been doing it it hasn't actually impacted really any of my decisions um i just think about it (laughs) on the side (laughs) um but yeah it does ebb and flow because you know like one of the people that I spoke to like the most last semester, like I haven't, we just haven't really been talking that much, you know, not like on purpose or anything just hasn't happened. And I've been interacting with other people that I hardly talked to last semester, you know, so it does have flow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're spending different amounts of like allotted times together. Like you work with these people. And so like, your schedule in which who you worked with a couple months ago is different than who you're working with now. So obviously you're going to be talking to them different amounts of time. Glad to hear that you are not ranking them. That's good to know. Um, I would just say like, if you start to like become annoyed by somebody or you don't appreciate how somebody's behaving, that's when I remove myself from a friendship with them because if i'm like okay i don't appreciate how they act towards others um there's like a fundamental morality difference or ethical difference then yeah i'm not gonna be friends with that person uh, but i find that as adults you kind of get that less and less you know like we d- we aren't all from the same place we didn't grow up in the same environments we're all like different race religion sexuality etc but like we're not gonna be rude to each other and if somebody was rude then yeah i wouldn't be friends with them but i just feel like as adults you run into that less and less because we're like because we have like developed brains you know children it's so much harder like 
I mean, I work with kids. They are, like, awful to each other. But I don't, I mean, it's just, like, they're learning how to be good people. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know, especially, like, right now, like, I don't know, it's never been easier to have friends. Because usually I feel like in the past I've really had to try to make friends. It's the first time where I feel like I didn't have to. And I think that's just the nature of my position and that everyone is trying to make friends right now <laughs> and i have to do less work to ask people to do things and stuff but maybe but also i think it's just a nature of like we're all grown adults now you all have similar interests obviously you're in the same career so that's gonna like guide you towards having stuff to talk about and stuff and like in your career specifically there are there are a lot of neurodivergencies among your coworkers. Which, again, is, like, we talked about a couple episodes ago, like, they're going to be less judgmental and, like, more catering towards your needs. Like, they're going to be more accepting towards you. Because you're, like, not the only one that with the needs that you have. Like, it's a shared collective of you guys all need it. Which always makes things easier. If you're, like, you know, a 10-year-old in a fifth grade class of 25 and you're like the one kid that needs like whatever special accommodation then yeah those other 10 year olds are not gonna be very nice to you (laughs) and it's gonna be hard to make friends but like as an adult it's not really the same so anyway you're yawning and you keep acting like you want to stand up and you're like laying on the table so i'm thinking maybe we should wrap it up yeah i'm getting kind of tired now If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing on YouTube or following us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. See you next week.